It's Tuesday. You know what that means. Welcome in the Highly Disputed. My name is Dylan Bishop. With me, as always, is Ryan Stickle. How's it going, Ryan? Summertime is, I guess, officially but unofficially here. Uh, you know, not quite the the summer solstice yet, but I mean, we're we're in it. You know, we, we finally we wrapped up basketball, the uh, quote unquote winter sport. Um, here we sit on June thirteenth, and uh, we we're we're really we're going headfirst into the kind of dead zone where it's just baseball, nothing else. Yeah, that's gonna be a dark time. Um, <laughs> but hey, actually, the real NBA season begins now because it's the off season. It's true, very true. And I mean, I guess the draft is uh, next Friday. Uh, not much drama with the number one pick there, but <laughs> could you know? Sure, sure. We'll hear some. I guess we we you know what? To, to be honest, the picks that we don't know, we probably will hear the least about because it's like. Yeah, it's it's the Victor Wembanyama draft. So, um, right, there's that's like going to dominate. There's really like, for these you next. Know, it's it's basically which is it Brandon Miller or Scoot Henderson number two, and the other one will go number three, and then everyone just kind of doesn't care after that. Um, yeah, it's a lot of names you probably don't know. Um, I, I would say especially in today's age where so many of these guys are not going the traditional, at least, you know, the American ones are not going the traditional one year of college anymore. It seems, I mean, they're, they're getting paid um, and not NIL paid. I mean, they're just going and playing professional ball by, by some means for a year and then uh, making the jump. Cause they've kind of figured out it's not really worth it to go uh, play college ball. So they're just, a lot of names that you haven't really seen on TV much outside of draft coverage. Um, there's not like a full like, oh yeah, you know, my guy from from Duke is out here. Like we don't really have that this year, so um, it's going to be different, and it's it's probably going to be the case going forward where there isn't a ton of handoff between uh, the NCAA and the NBA. Yeah, not really. Um... Guy, yeah, more and more guys are just deciding not to play college basketball. So, and the game's growing up. also. So it's like you're there's going to be, I mean, you already see it now. I mean, some of the best guys, you know, Jokic obviously, and then Giannis yeah. and Luca. I mean, the 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 world is producing basketball stars at a higher rate than ever, and that's just going to continue. Um, to the point probably where it's well, like soccer where, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure uh, America will cease to be the, the number one in the world in basketball, but it's certainly going to be spread out a lot more in terms of where the talent's coming from. You're already seeing it. Right. Yeah. And speaking of Nikola Jokic, um, well, the Nuggets won the title yesterday. Last <laughs> they, night. They, they did it. They, they sure did. In five games, which I think is kind of what we both went with as our prediction. I did uh, say, like, going in, five is probably fair because you just don't see a lot of sweeps in the finals. But I, I thought the Nuggets had a pretty good shot to just come in and 
and sweep. And they, they almost did. It was just that one fourth quarter where the Heat hit every single three, it seemed, and Duncan Robinson went off. If, if not for that one singular quarter, then we are, we're, I mean, the series would have been over a few days ago. Right, yeah, but at the, at the same time, they, they put up a pretty good fight in a lot of the games, uh, including the one that they won. So, I mean, props to them. You just, you just ran into a better team. That's just the way it goes sometimes. Um, Jamal Murray had his good moments. They had, what was it, game three that Jokic and Murray both had 30-point triple-doubles. It's first time that's ever happened in an NBA game. Just in general, the fact that it happened in the finals is pretty wild. And then in the game, like Aaron Gordon's game four, you know, 27 points, I think it was. And then they, they finished them off game five back in Denver. And I mean, there was a lot of, I don't want to say like doubting the Nuggets coming into uh, the playoffs, but I mean, that's kind of what it was where they they spent a lot of the last part of the regular season just kind of dicking around after they had gotten a good lead in the Western Conference for the one seed, kind of locked up home court advantage through the West. And people were like, well, you know, the Suns, they got KD now. And, you know, with him and Booker and CP3 and Aiton, and it was like, well, with the, with the Warriors can get themselves in gear. And, you know, the LeBron and AD, the, the Lakers have a great team around them. And we all just kind of forgot that the Nuggets were a machine for the first three quarters of the season. And they blew through the West, blew through the Heat in the finals. They went 16-4 and four in the playoffs. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> no, not bad at all. Um, uh, that's... Yeah, I mean, that's one of the great postseasons ever, really. I mean, I don't know yeah. how many how many more teams above them uh, have even had that record. I mean, it's not it's not many. There's not a long, long list. I mean, just, you know, probably a few. But I mean, yeah, it's that's an impressive postseason. I, I, I was definitely one of the doubters uh, for a couple of reasons that, you know, you mentioned one of them. They kind of. You know, I don't know if you can back your way into the playoffs as a as a one seed, but they certainly were not the same team down the stretch of the regular season as they were when they started. Uh, that that's you can't really dispute that. Um, and you know, when teams do that, regardless if there's some deeper issue, I mean, if it really is they are not playing as hard as they are capable it can be hard for teams to just turn it back on. It's, it doesn't usually work like that, but they kind of did it here. Um, and, you know, part of it was the Nuggets hadn't done it before. And so when it's a team, you know, full of guys who you've seen be good for several years, but never actually really win anything, then it's pretty easy to sit there and, and, and doubt them. Uh, you know, it's, you know, prove me, prove me wrong. And, they certainly did. I mean, they they came out and, uh, you know, Jokic was, you know, him putting forth playoff effort kind of was expected. And the numbers, as great as they were, were kind of expected from him uh, just because we know 
what he's capable of in his game. But uh, the key, I mean, Jamal Murray came back on to kind of what he was in the bubble and, you know, through the injury and, and everything. I mean, this is he, he kind of hit his peak form here during this playoff run. And, you know, the nights he didn't have it, they they managed to survive. And really, for the most part, he had it. I mean, he he was great this postseason. So, um, you know, with those two going and the rest of the team being serviceable at worst, um, I mean, I can count maybe, you know, maybe one game this whole series where the bench felt like it let them down. And that was the game where the two stars just did literally everything. So, um, yeah, I mean, credit to that team. I mean, they, they kind of just did it and the heat being an eight seed. I don't know if, if it kind of hurts how we look at this Nuggets team historically. Um, but I mean, they were just so dominant. It's kind of hard to, to slice it any other way. Yeah, that's that's one of the big things with this is that they people will say that they you know you know they beat three play in teams. They you know they had the Timberwolves, and then they got the four seed in the Suns, and then in the conference finals they faced the seven seed Lakers, and then they got to face the eight seed Heat. I, I mean, sometimes that's just how it goes. We can go back through history and see a lot of teams that had easier roads to the finals but and and the championship in general but that's still like it's really tough to win a championship even against like if you're not facing the two seed if you're the one seed you're facing the two seed in the conference finals facing another one seed in the finals it's still really hard i mean miami was in the finals because they beat the top two seeds and the knicks and (laughs) I, um, I, I was I was talking about the Bucks and the Knicks. Um, yeah, <laughs> and uh, for for Denver, I, I I can understand that maybe there's some arguments that you know Miami um, was not quite the worthy opponent uh, in the East. But then yeah, you can argue well Miami beat the teams that you thought maybe should have been there. So Miami they earned it. They they did the thing, um, and really up until the the back end of that Celtics series were were pretty dominant too and closed out games as well as anybody in these playoffs. But for Denver, it's like you're going to get mad at them for earning the one seed and then getting the chance to face these lesser teams. I mean, that's, that's how it works when you're, you're the top seed. Um, You know, you're going to come out of the gate facing the lowest ranked team. And then, you know, from there on, if, the teams below them can't get it done. That's not their fault that they're facing a seventh seed. Like, so I, you know, that that's that's kind of a weak argument for me. And they dominated too. I mean, they they didn't have trouble yeah. with anybody this postseason. So it's, you know, okay, yeah, they didn't maybe they didn't <laughs> sweep everybody, but I mean, these are really good NBA teams they're playing. If you play them five times in a row and you lose one, that's not anything catastrophic no um i think we just got to give them credit like do we really think like okay you're using the argument let's say oh you you only had to face a seven seed in the conference finals and an eight seed in the finals would your opinion of the nuggets playoff run really change if 
the conference finals team that they had beaten was instead of LeBron and AD, it was John Morant. <laughs> if it was De'Aaron Fox, would that really, ch- if it was the Grizzlies or the Kings, would that really change your opinion? I don't think it would. Um, and it hurts that they're the, the Nuggets also. Like, yeah. just, you know, if, if you swapped rosters and, you know, let's say this was the Lakers, like, just swap those rosters. The Lakers met the Nuggets in the final conference finals, and the Lakers handled business pretty easily and then went on and the Lakers beat the Heat again in the finals. Then you go, <laughs> oh, man, another ring for the, the great Lakers. What a great team. 16-4. and four. They did it. Then, yeah. You know, that's 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 a fan issue and also a media issue partly. And um, you know, you're probably more inclined to get mad at the fans for doing that because at least the media is like, well, we <laughs> we got to make money. Unfortunately, we won't make as much money if we talk about the Nuggets compared to compared to the Lakers and the Celtics and, and all that. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's gonna happen, but I think this was really the 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 playoffs of of Jokic, I mean, he kind of historic numbers. I mean, leading the entire playoffs in points, rebounds, and assists. I don't think that's been done before by anybody, um, if I yeah. if I recall. And really got a chance to shine on a national stage that he really doesn't get. Uh, you know, I'm sure they get a decent amount of nationally televised games, but most of them. Or end end up being at like ten ten thirty at night on the East Coast, and so you just kind of lose a big kind of audience there who is watching a lot of other basketball. And so uh, this finals was a good showcase for for Jokic and Jamal Murray and them. And so I think there's probably going to be uh, more respect toward toward Jokic as a player going forward. Um, you know, I I don't think there is big stardom in his future, mostly because he does not want it. <laughs> As no, evidenced by, by his celebration last night, which I've never I've never seen anything like that in my life. Somehow less marketable than Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Which is really saying something. Yeah. It's, um, it, I my my I couldn't believe like he had a nice little celebration with his brothers for a second. Yeah. But outside of that, I mean he truly just is like, yeah, I'm done. We're done. Can can we just wrap it up? And... <laughs> he wants to go home and be with his horses and play video games. It's crazy. Like, I've never. That's... Yeah, it's it's honestly it's admirable. To just be like, like, he likes. You know, I'm sure he likes playing basketball, but the job of being an NBA player specifically is very long and grueling. And he's just like, oh, God, it's finally over. <laughs> um, so that's what I mean. That's what he's. <laughs> the post-game press conference when he was like when's the parade thursday oh my god <laughs> i'm gonna be here till thursday <laughs> he wants to go back to serbia yeah yeah he's he's just kind of tired and it's it's funny to imagine like that that comes through in his playing style um because he does kind of have a lackadaisical nature about him yeah, um, doesn't showboat it's, much. Like, it it's funny to think like what what kind of player would he be if he tried to be flashy and like wanted all the attention? Like, what would that look like? Because 
he has the skills to do that, but he's just he just goes out and it's like it, it truly is a a job to him. So this is a comparison. I'm I'm familiar enough with the show to know the concept of what it is. I've never actually watched it. Have you ever heard of the show One Punch Man? It's an yes. anime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think <laughs> Jokic is One Punch Man. It's just he's this guy that's just like he's like all powerful to the point where it it's boring to him. Yeah. And it's just, there's no fun. There's no fun in it because he's just so good. It's almost like kind of like he's just going through it, being the top, the top tier, like unstoppable guy, and it's just like Ugh, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Like I, there's nobody, there's nobody else really. I mean, even like Kawhi, at least it comes across in his game, like he can be exciting, and he'll have an exciting dunk and. You know, like he, yeah, he fits. He fits in the game. Yeah, more. and Kawhi, it's just like, yeah, Kawhi is just sh- shy. Yeah, and his position. Yoke like, is just also, like, can I go home? It's also his position <laughs> as well. I mean, it's it's harder to be flashy at center. Yeah, especially when you're just passing the ball a lot and you don't care. Even like even his greatest passes, it, he doesn't really acknowledge how great they are and. He makes them look very easy, so it's like there's no there's no room for entertainment. It seems like, but it's like even Mike Trout, like Mike Trout, doesn't seem to care to be famous. But like you see him at like Eagles games and like he's on social media and he tweets. He just doesn't really care to be famous and isn't. He's just kind of a boring guy. He's like very normal, so he's not really marketable. I mean, Jokic is just he's like anti. All of it. It's pretty impressive. And I, the league must hate him slightly because they know, like, this guy is not going to make it easy to, to promote him because he's just, like, going to walk around. And they should almost lean into that, honestly. Like, lean into how funny it is that he doesn't care. Honestly, yeah. Because um, <laughs> it's like LeBron, LeBron and, and KD – are they very clearly care what people think about them and it comes off in different ways but they both they both very very much care about what people think and lebron cares about being famous and growing his brand but i mean that's it's crazy how just completely different um jokic is as a as a superstar so That'll be fun uh, going forward when he's advertised, and maybe somebody will be cool and get him in a commercial, and he'll just stand there. And if you remember, and I remember this because I watched it the other day, but uh, the Parks and Rec episode from the last season when Ron has the like building company and he does the commercial, <laughs> and it's just like very good building company. You can work with me or not. I'm not a beggar. <laughs> and so like, Jokic could just do commercials like that, honestly. He could. Um, we we kind of talked about this um, maybe a couple episodes ago when we had Russell Goodacre on about Jokic's legacy, where, at, where it's at now, him being 28 years old now with a ring, an MVP, a finals MVP, I should say, and two regular season MVPs, and then throw in the fact that 
you could have argued he could have won it this year too, but he was he was a runner up. Five time All Star, five time All NBA, three times first team. Um, he's with that resume. Listen, there's not a lot of guys that can say that they've been two time MVP and Finals MVP. There's just not a lot. It's 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 a shorter list than you than you think. So let me. Uh, I think I think there's an argument to be made that let's say he plays out a regular, you know, regular amount of prime, um, you know, however many more years that would be, like you know, four more years of a prime until he's like 32, and then he just plays out his career on a normal downslope. The argument we made last time was he's a better player all time than Dirk Nowitzki. And Dirk is arguably like top 15 of all time. And I think there's a case that like, even at this point, so Jokic, you know, his teams just kind of bounce out and the Western Conference Finals, maybe even the NBA Finals, second round here and there. He doesn't get another ring. He comes up short in MVP, so he only ends up with two. He's like a top 20 player of all time. Yeah, and I mean, all the certainly at a very like surface level, he has all the counting stats. <laughs> like He's just a triple-double machine. So he has that okay. going already. And then, yeah, you, you figure the accol- accolades. Um, you know, we'll see with him winning a championship now what that does to the MVP voting. Because now, you know, yeah. it's so narrative-based. And, you know, I think if it's between him and Embiid again, then maybe, you know, suddenly, and, you know, they have identical stats to this year. Um and, you know, a lot of people rightfully could complain that Jokic should have been the MVP. Well, now maybe they'll look at it and they'll say, well, he, we know this guy's a winner and Embiid's not. <laughs> and so then he gets and then he gets the MVP back. So there might be some of that working for him because there's so much narrative around it. And then obviously staying healthy, which hasn't seemed to be an issue with him. Um, no, not yet. Based on his playing style, I mean, outside of maybe stepping on somebody and turning an ankle, uh, that I mean, I I don't know where he's gonna get hurt when he plays. Right, <laughs> like he doesn't get too far off the ground. Um, you know, he doesn't, you know, doesn't hit the floor much. Uh, there's just not a lot that he does that would necessarily lead to injury. And you know, we'll see as he gets older. Uh, you know, it's, it becomes a lot easier to to tweak something here and there. But uh, I think the only thing stopping him from you know, achieving the the peak of his legacy would be if he plays a few years and he's out of his prime and he goes, well, I have the money I want. And if I want some endorsements down the line, I could probably get them. And uh, I'm just kind of done now. Like that's, <laughs> that's he the does only seem thing. like the type to retire a little early. Yeah. yeah. Cause I mean, and especially after last night, I was like, well, this, this guy, I mean, yeah, I'm sure he, he clearly, works hard and cares and and plays hard um even though it's 
you know, pl- the, the, the part about playing hard isn't fully evident at all times. <laughs> but right. um, this seems like a guy who w- could play a few more years and just be content about having a nice decade plus of good basketball, um, you know, is aware of what he needs to just kind of take care of his family for the rest of his life and maybe his kid's life. And then just kind of call it a career. Like I, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, you know, if he, if he secretly is obsessed with basketball, then maybe he plays for a while. And I'm not saying he doesn't care about basketball because you don't get to where he's at without, <laughs> without caring a ton, but yeah. he doesn't seem to have that thing that you think of or associate with, with Michael Jordan or Kobe where they it's like oh these guys are like psychopath obsessed with basketball yeah can I give you the list of multiple time MVP winners who also have a, a finals MVP it's Kareem Bill Russell well I guess well maybe not Bill Russell but we'll we'll, we'll act like he does because I don't think they had finals MVP yet Michael Jordan, Wilt Chamberlain, LeBron James, Moses Malone, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Giannis, Tim Duncan, Steph Curry, Bob Pettit, and Nicole Jokic. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you snuck that one in there at the end. Or, um, we don't have to. Uh, Bob Pettit's another one where, uh, they didn't have finals MVP yet, but he, he has a ring. Let's call it two let's call it two MVPs in a ring. And we can you get to throw in Bill Russell and Bob Pettit okay. in the fifties. But mean, that's that's a pretty uh that's a pretty elite list there. Um you know, the, I don't know how many of those guys I'd say he's he's better than. Probably I, a couple definitely a couple I, in there, but I don't think maybe Moses Malone but even he's like maybe the most underrated player of all time. He's he's got one ring, three MVPs. Like that's Moses Malone won NBA won three MVPs, which is like again you, you throw out Duncan, Curry, Giannis, you know, Pettit, and Jokic, and <laughs> I mean, there's only. I look at this, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys that have won three MVPs. Only eight guys. And Jokic almost did it this year. He almost did three in a row, which, if I remember correctly, only Larry Bird has done. So, Larry yeah. Bird. And uh, so, yeah. you, you account for era inflation. Excuse um, me, Larry Bird and Bill Russell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so account for and Wilt, era, and Wilt. Era, era inflation there. Um right. If he does get that third, I mean, that's pretty third overall. I mean, that's pretty elite company. Um, probably should have had three in a row. Um, yeah. I do wonder if they'll eventually, and I know it's a regular season award, but I do wonder if they'll eventually push back that MVP voting just a little bit, just get a little playoff basketball in there <laughs> for some of these guys. I wouldn't I mean, doubt it. You include the playoffs, then it's like, it's not even like it's Jokic. It's not even close. Yeah. If you include the playoffs, and so that's and I think that maybe is part of it, where, yeah, they did tail off at the end of the year, and 
I, I just don't think that team was giving the full 110% at the end of the year. No. Uh, I think that's probably fair to say. I mean, they were losing some bad teams. And so they kind of had a higher goal and Embiid was, you know, they were, they were still fighting for some seating there in the East. And I think Embiid probably had his, his sights set on an MVP award more than Jokic did. I don't know if that's totally unfair to say. I mean, it's yeah, especially after the last couple of years, you know, coming up short. So, yeah, and I think it's safe to say Joel Embiid cares more about MVP than Jokic. Yeah, or at least he did this year. I think yeah, Jokic seems like he would throw the MVP award in the trash. So he's like, I don't Maybe. care. Yeah, he's just he's like, like I don't, I don't care. Don't care. I mean, if if your reaction to winning the titles like cool, let's go home, then I don't know what is really going to do it for you <laughs> emotionally. Right. <laughs> I guess going home <laughs> would do it then. So Yeah. Um, yeah, and I know, speaking of not caring, uh, I know Jimmy Butler was asked this week about the Hall oh, of boy. Fame, and he said, uh, well, he said he could care less, but I assume he meant he couldn't care less uh, about the Hall of Fame, which... I thought it was pretty funny because it's like, I well maybe he did mean to say I could care less because he's clearly lying. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, lying. That, yeah, that to me it's like, of all the times that that players should at least pretend to care because he he has to care, right? Like he's he's just yeah. putting on a he's putting on an act. It's like no one's. What do you? Who are you doing that for? Saying you don't care about the Hall of Fame? I don't get that. Because if if you're a Hall of Famer, it means you're really good, and it means that you know you you did some winning, most likely, and most likely helped a team do some winning. So saying you don't care, I that that one that was a little much for me for the whole Jimmy Butler kind of tough guy act. I I didn't get that. Like I understand when, um, you know, guys maybe get snubbed for All Star, and they're kind of secretly happy to have the, the days off and just relax. And at the end of the day, they've had multiple All Star appearances. Um, you know, they they truly might not care. They'll be like, yeah, it's an All Star game, whatever. But the Hall of Fame to just kind of shrug it off. Yeah, that. I don't know that one players say so much meaningless stuff and so much fake stuff, but that one, like it, it, it made me mad. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, what are you, yeah. What are you trying to prove? I like, I don't know who it's for. I don't get it. Is it the, was that him kind of saying during a finals run that, that he just only cares about the finals and that, He's not thinking about anything else. He said, I'm not for the individual type stuff. I'm really not. I'm like a team guy. Oh, man. You know, if you're a great... Give me a break. If you're a great team guy, you get in the Hall of Fame because you're you're playing good basketball. So that... Your career will be over and will have been over. <laughs> like, oh, I can't accept... Oh, I, I'm too much of a team guy to be recognized individually. You won't be on a team when you're inducted in the Hall of Fame. And Who so cares? now he is he set the standard. So if he does make the Hall of Fame, 
and gets inducted. Oh, he can't. Yeah, he can't. He can't go. I. He better not be there. And if he does go, I need the clip of him saying that played before he goes on stage. While he's on stage, like even just keep playing it <laughs> mid speech. It gives like a fifteen minute speech to make sure you play it like once every five minutes, just for just for effect, you know. And you know, if if he goes just to maybe be respectful, he better not cry or anything, right? Like he he can't care about it. No, absolutely not. Yeah, what a dumb thing to say. Yeah, Jimmy Butler, We're, give me a break. Yeah, well, it seems like the Heat are gonna try to uh, do the Miami Heat thing of a uh, star hunting. Uh, in the, the offseason, which is what Pat Riley's always doing. Uh, so it's no surprise there. I will say it's interesting that they, they made it this whole way with no Tyler Hero. So I think that makes it a lot easier to try to trade him. Oh, 100%. They really... And they probably just should. Like Oh, I, I was thinking the same thing earlier today, actually, because I... You can go into whatever maybe flukiness there was to this playoff run or any, you know, oh, well, you know, this, this guy kind of overperformed here and, and there. But, I mean, it, it's a pretty good sample size of playoff basketball where Tyler here was out and they were just fine. And he still, I, I don't know that it necessarily diminishes what he is as a player when you put those two things together. And so if you can take him and trade him for somebody who maybe fits a little better into what they're trying to do, then I I think you go for it because I I think he's a really good player who I'm not sure meshes great with what they are doing there because their whole thing. He's just not really on their timeline is the thing. Yeah. He fits in, and he's the type of player you would want on this team. But Jimmy Butler's, what, 32, somewhere in that range, like early 30s? And Bam is obviously younger than that. But, like, you're, ri- you're riding the Jimmy Butler train. Yeah. He's 33, Jimmy Butler. Yeah. So. And who knows? I mean, who knows? Like, and I You've know. You've gone he- to the finals twice in the last four years and you were you were a shot you were one shot away from getting there a third time yeah he had a good postseason and he's proven like over and over he can be good in the postseason um but for me with jimmy butler it's like the regular seasons have to be just a little bit better here like you're playing with fire and i know they were injured this season um the heat were for Pretty much the whole year, they had at least somebody out with injury. But, I mean, they, they almost missed the playoffs. Like, they got to that play-in, and they were almost out of it. So, I know you're going to, you know, sneak in it with your 6, 7, 8 seed. Uh, and your you, your whole team's going to turn it on, and Jimmy's going to put up playoff Jimmy numbers. But, like, it, he needs to be better in the regular season because as good as he's been, I just don't know if it's worth it especially as he's on the downslope of his career to put him out there all year to be you know shooting six of 18 every night right do who do you go for 
because there was a report just today, the Shams apparently that the uh, the Heat put in an offer for Kyrie before he was traded to the Mavericks, which I think makes some sense. You could go for Kyrie in the in the off season since he's a free agent. I think that would probably have to be a sign and trade, which I'm sure if if the Mavericks would want anyway, because losing Kyrie for nothing is being a, a disaster. Um, <laughs> I mean, getting Kyrie has already been a disaster, so you definitely can't put another one on top. Of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bradley Beal. I feel like that's a trade that could make some sense. Uh, I don't think the Wizards plan on trading Beal this offseason at least. I think they're going to try at least one more time, which I'm not sure why. I mean, just give up. Yeah, eighth time's um, the charm here. So, Right, yeah. So I think it would make a lot of sense to say, you know, Beal for Hero in some sort, you know, throw him whatever needs to be thrown in with Hero um, to get there with money and, you know, assets and whatever. But the Heat, do, they do just feel like they need that extra guy that they can rely on to score a lot of points because – You've got, you know, Robinson and Caleb Martin and, you know, Gabe Vincent and Max Struess. Those are all nice role players who can have a good game here or there. They can't be your number number three guy to to score. Yeah, and you saw that a lot this series where, you know, as soon as Jimmy starts struggling, you then realize, oh, we we can't rely on these guys. Like, Bam is is not going to score 40 points. Bam's not going to score 40 points. No. No. And, you know, they, they got a little bit exposed there because, I mean, those role players were so great all postseason coming in and, you know, short bursts and being super efficient and useful. And then suddenly they we upped the minutes and upped the usage rate and it wasn't so pretty. So I think, you know, Bradley Beal, I think he could be a nice pick up for them because I think change of scenery and and you know you talk about heat culture scenery and culture could be a nice switch for him because it I mean like you said they're gonna run it back again with him I, how many times do we have to see it like it's just not and it's like what it's are you, not working what are you doing exactly like with him like are are you gonna make it anywhere like you don't you're your supporting cast around him is Kyle Kuzma and Christos Porzingis. Like, and both of those guys have player options for, to go into free agency this year. Kuzma's probably going to opt out because he's only making $13 million. Porzingis is probably going to opt in because he's making $36 million. Um, <laughs> and I don't think you, I don't think that's the, the combination of those two moves that you really want. I think you would rather have Kuzma back. And, you know, Porzingis has been rounding back into form a little bit with them. Yeah. Uh, I think there's some pressure that's been taken off of him, you know, going you know from New York where it's, you know, the New York pressure, then big trade to Dallas, still a big market, um, outspoken owner. There's all these expectations and, you know, didn't work with Luca, but now you're in DC and it's like not outside of DC. You don't, really get a lot of heat coming your way and so i think he's benefited from that but yeah i think the you know tyler hero kind of swapping them and then obviously whatever picks and extra players need to be thrown in could be 
that could be really interesting because Tyler here on that team, um, yeah, I mean, that's just intriguing to see him and how he would fit there. He would kind of just be like the one that he would like let cook. Like, yeah, he's he, you're running, you're running the ship here, buddy. Yep. Um, go out and score 25 a game. And, you know, with Porzingis, I mean, he can allow you to, he can allow a little more space. We're not going to, going to, not going to have much congestion <laughs> down low, um, you know, no. if he's taking guys off the dribble. So, yeah, that could be really cool. Uh, I think with, with Beal, it's like they're keeping him around to build around him. But building around him has felt so aimless. <laughs> like, I don't really it's like, get yeah. Like you're building just, what are you building around him? Yeah, it's like, okay, here's a little upgrade at this position. All right. Okay, this yeah, this guy's guy's cool. And uh, also, yeah, like I don't I think it's pretty safe to say Bradley Beal is can't be the best player on a championship team. Yeah, no, totally fair, yeah. That's could he be <laughs> second best? Even then, I don't know. Like, second best if the best is really good. Second, and if, if the he... third best is like just as good, just barely worse, then maybe. And yeah, if you're or if you're and or if your first best player is fantastic, yeah, yeah. Like I, like if you subbed he's... out Jamal Murray for Bradley Beal, I think that you know the Nuggets still win the title. Yeah, I think, I think Beal suffers from the thing where this guy is so good but doesn't win anything so how good is he it's kind of right. what's kind of he's kind of just allowed to put up as many points as he wants in washington yeah and it's, it's so the same thing has happened with Kyrie. um you know especially post lebron where it's like we'll look at the beginning of his career which maybe is a little unfair but you know we'll look at it and then he's with lebron and they win and then LeBron's gone, and when he's the guy anywhere else, he he's not winning anything. And in some cases, the no. teams have been kind of bad. And so it's like, is is he's so clearly talented, but is are there just guys where it for whatever reason the talent doesn't equate to wins? Like, the, is it just not a team friendly style? in today's game like is it just not gonna is yeah it not gonna i work? think i think it could be partially that but then also i think it's just the fact that it's way harder in the you you cannot win a title in today's nba with one superstar player you just can't because yeah. you because the nuggets have Jokic and murray the the bucks I guess you could say that the Bucks won with one superstar play- superstar player, but um, they also have Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. But you can't just it can't just be one guy and that carries the load. Like yeah, and they, like, it's they Embiid it and Harden, it's LeBron and AD, it's Kawhi and Paul George, it's Durant and Booker. But there's just too many teams. You can't like even if it's like just like like if. Jokic's second best player was Aaron Gordon. If they didn't have Jamal Murray, that, that's kind of what we saw in the 2021 playoffs when Murray tore his ACL, I believe it was. And it was right after they traded for Aaron Gordon. And I mean, you had people, smart people like the, like Zach Lowe, 
who after the Aaron Gordon trade were like, the Nuggets might win the West. And they ended up not, you know, Jamal Murray gets hurt and that was it. They were, they were cooked that year. And then last season uh, they weren't able to make it through. Um, But this year they finally did. But if you just had Jokic and no other all-star worthy guy, like Aaron Gordon's close to an all-star level guy when he, or at least he was as like the only good player on the magic for a few years. Um, But if you just had Jokic, if you didn't have Chris Middleton on the Bucks, we see the the, the Bucks lost in the first round. Yeah. If you if the Celtics only had Tatum or Brown, like and it's you need a lot. Like guys like Bradley Beal and Kyrie Irving are no longer best on a championship or like uh, NBA Finals team. Like even one that can get there. Back in like the early 2000s, sure they could have been. Allen Iverson got a, a team to the 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 NBA Finals, got smoked by Kobe and Shaq, but he got them there. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that's he kind of caught the tail end of an era where you could do that because yeah, Dwight. I mean Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard got the Magic to a to a Finals, but with, with you know Kidu Turkaloo and uh, Jameer Nelson. So you and... can't even go off of that. We found, I mean, since it's been a decade now, really the it's that when that Spurs Warriors kind of wave came through of like like team basketball is essential and three point shooting is essential and it doesn't matter how good your top scorer is, if you don't got have guys around him who not only shoot but also play incredibly well together, then it's not gonna work. And so it's like you, yeah, you can't, you can't just put a bunch of scrubs around a great player like Kyrie and expect it to work. The right. Suns kind of saw it, where the Suns are like, yeah, we have KD and we have Booker, but okay, that's a really great top two. But they had absolutely nothing after it, and right. and they got they got killed for it because yeah, like you you have to have, I mean, like you just can't compete in the league today without like seven good players on your team. Yeah. And think about recent history, the guys that have where they win a championship and you can say they were the guy on that team. It wasn't guys the level of Kyrie and Beal. It was Giannis, Kawhi, and Dirk. Like the like Dirk Nowitzki is a top fifteen to twenty player of all time. Healthy Kawhi Leonard is like one of the top 10 peaks of of, of of NBA player like and Giannis might be too <laughs> oh my gosh yeah I mean Giannis is um I think with Jokic winning and there's so many great big men now Giannis has gotten lost in the shuffle this past month or so but yeah he's right up there like he is one of those guys and we um, yeah. and that's the game I mean you gotta you know these big men who can just do everything are taking over and suddenly yeah, you can you can play the one or the two, um, you know, maybe a little bit. You can play the three, and you can put up 35 points a game, but that's not enough. <laughs> it's like right. these guys and the only 30, guy that can really like, break the, put up 30 and 10 and 10 every night. Right. The only guy that can really break the mold and has been able to is the guy that 
completely changed the game of basketball into what it is today, Steph Curry. But at the same time, he has Clay Thompson and Draymond Green around yeah. him. So and he's like, yeah, he's the greatest yeah. shooter ever. <laughs> right. Like to the, he bends defenses just by running around without the ball. Like as good as Kyrie and Bradley Beal are shooting, they don't do that. <laughs> that's true. I mean, that's a huge underrated part of what Curry does. It's um, I mean, people it's the it's the cliche thing to say, but it's it's his gravity. <laughs> yes. Yes, he's he's a very smart player and, you know, as talented as these other guys are. Um yeah. Yeah, it's just not yeah, it's not the way just... to not the way to build to build around. They need to no. be a I'd say a primary piece <laughs> of, yes. on a really you, good team. If, yeah, Ky- Kyrie, you can win a championship with Kyrie as maybe your number two scorer. Not uh, maybe, a, you know, your second best player, second best scorer who can sometimes be your number one scorer. But he's got to have a guy like, you know, you got to have a third best player who's like, you know, does all the other stuff that you and your other top guy aren't going to do. Like if it's a scorer and a facilitator, it's got to be a rebounder, an inside scorer, like a, uh, a Kevin Love. And the number one guy has got to be someone like a LeBron James. <laughs> Um, so that yeah, you can win a you can win a ring with Kyrie if you got that. There you go. Um, and so, throwing you know, and then you throw in some shooters, you know. Yeah, Kyle Kyle Corvers of the world, some J.R. Smiths. I don't know who was on that team when they actually won, but yeah, that's Richard you know guys Jefferson. like that. I mean, just get your players and then just space everything out and play defense. Right, like the three and D guy has never been more valuable ever. Like it's that's no. all, and that's all you need in a player these days is three and D, right? So that's kind of the thing. Is like if you're a team like the Wizards, Bradley Beal is clearly the best player on your team. He's the only near All Star worthy guy on the team, and I don't even think he was an All Star this year. Like he, like he's not even because th- that's the other thing. The level of competition is getting so good in both conferences that guys like Bradley Beal aren't even locks to make the all-star team. So you could say yeah, like, that's, I mean, that's, but part of that is his, he was Bradley Beal's and, an only a three time all-star. He made it in 18, 19 and 21. And it's cause his stats just feel so hollow and they kind yeah. of are hollow cause they don't, they don't win anything. Yeah. So it's like, you just got to move on. And right. we see this when, t- with, when teams are really good. Right, it's like, well, this team's really good, but they've they've lost in the the conference finals, you know, four out of the last five years. But we've kind of maxed it out. Like now, we sadly yeah. we didn't win at all. We kind of have to, you know, at, at the very least retool, if not just kind of start yeah, from like scratch. Changed, changed coaching, you know, re, you know, do what the it, the seventy sixers. 76ers were like, yeah, this Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid thing. It's gotten us to the conference finals, but that's it. We yeah. got to try something else, and they went out and they got James Harden, and boy, that hasn't changed anything. But yeah. but they at least understand that Embiid is that guy. Like there, there's there's not many players, yeah, who can bring what he brings, and so they at least get that. Like the <laughs> the Wizards are almost just like the Sixers without Embiid. <laughs> it's like what what if it was kind just... of. Yeah, it's like, what if it was just, uh, you know, 
let's say they did James have Harden James Harden. Tobias Harris. Yeah, so it's <laughs> and yeah. Tyrese Maxey. Yeah. And so now it's we're just kind of running in circles here. Like this isn't you're retooling over and over again. Like it's going to get you somewhere. You're not even to the point where these other teams are. Where it's like, well, we came up just short. It's like you're not even you're you're like the ten seed in the East every year. What do you, yeah. what do you what are you keeping anybody around for? Yeah, so. is it? I mean, is it a thing of like we need a guy who will sell jerseys and sell tickets? Do Wizards fans give a shit about Bradley Beal anymore? I, I, from what I know, they kind of hate him. They want him gone and At have least, for yeah, like and our, have for years. <laughs> if we had uh, an impromptu check in from Nick Arguelles, I'm sure he'd say he's been saying, "Get this man off of my team. I don't yeah. want it's like go away." Well, because if you watch the games, you know it's you you see when it's not working. And he doesn't play defense. That's the only thing of, like, if you're the Heat trading for him to be, like, this this is our last guy so we can finally make that push over the hump. And and instead of, you know, losing the finals in five games, we win the finals. It's kind of just an upgraded version of of Tyler Hero. Yeah, see, I was going to say, if you can get him to maybe try sometimes, you you kind of come out on top because uh, I'd say at this point on – from an offensive side, I'll take Bradley Beal. From a defensive yep. side, I know Tyler Hero playing on the Heat at least tries to to defend. He's just not very good at it. Yep. Whereas if I can convince Brad Beal to play some defense, I assume him trying would kind of yield me some results. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to have to try as hard on offense because he's going to have he would have Bam and Jimmy and. Robinson and Caleb Martin, um, at least theoretically. I think Caleb Martin might be a free agent, or he might have one more year. Um, but, yeah, just try a little more on defense. And, that I mean, that's something. I think that's at least a better uh, off um, regular season team. I think Kyle Lowry, you wanted to be the, the third guy, but he was just cooked when he, once he got to Miami. Like, he was – he was just on his last leg at the end of that Toronto run that it didn't really. Yeah. It was too late. And he gives you his little flashes now and then, but it's just not. Yeah. The, he the... still does his Kyle Lowry things. Yeah. Yeah. He can still flop here and there. Make draw some charges. A couple of yeah. uh, clutch threes. This, these playoffs, I'll give him that. But yeah, it's just not. I mean, this, but, that, that guy yeah. should be like, <laughs> guy should be like the ninth guy off your bench. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. Even with that Toronto team, the the first best player on the team was Kawhi, who is you know consistent. It's like playoff Jimmy, but consistently when it's he- when he's healthy at least, and he was healthy through that entire playoff run. And then you also had Fred Van Vliet, who arguably was better than Kyle Lowry. Oh yeah, at, at least at times. Um, you mean that was the whole to go thing with Siakam, who was a Bam level guy. So it was. You could you could turn you could you it was easy probably to convince yourself that you know Jimmy Bam and Kyle Lowry could be similar to what Toronto just did, and I mean it kind of was they've been to the finals twice you know yeah yeah that was um uh, I don't even want to I don't know if I want to call it lightning in a bottle with that team they definitely caught some breaks with Kawhi's health. Because I mean that's and also the the buzzer like, the like that's... quadruple bouncing bubble uh buzz, buzzer beater yeah yeah there's that and you know 
that's the only time he's been healthy seems like in the past six years <laughs> and uh yeah then they they caught the warriors who got pretty injured um that they they, they pretty much all got injured and um you know yeah we can get into they hypotheticals were... of if they win or not because the, the raptors were playing great basketball but yeah it was essentially like they brought back kd and because they kind of needed him uh and then KD tore his Achilles in the first quarter of the game. And then, you know, it all hope for a comeback was shot when Clay t- tore his ACL. Yeah. And that was that. And so, you know, if you kind of dig into that, then if you're the Heat, maybe you do some things differently. I don't know how inspired they were. I mean, they they're pretty good about making basketball decisions for the most part. Historically, um, they were certainly in a rough patch after the uh the big three era but um you know i mean they they're in the finals like every year now it seems like i mean they since the lebron streak has ended it's been the heat mostly so um or really since lebron just left the east so yeah i don't you know i see the dame photoshops also and i i just don't know if damian lillard's ever going to get out of portland um, someone's gonna have to force. They're gonna have to force him, him out. Yeah, until I actually see him request a trade, it's Damian Lillard's unserious. I don't care. Which is disappointing because he he could be that guy on a team. Yeah, like he's that he has that shooting ability. Um, to the point where it's like, yeah, he he can be your best if you do have those next couple who are really good players, but. I don't know if we're ever gonna see it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's just he he refuses to run from the grind. Yeah. Just, you get it. I mean, if you got him on a you know Miami, the Knicks or something like any of those like second tier teams, the Kings, uh, that that changes their trajectory for sure. Even he could go to any of those teams and just be a pure decoy, and those teams would be an auto like advance past whatever round they ended on. <laughs> like yeah, like that. The that heat, he it, probably went the finals add a plus and, one to wherever whatever your ceiling was at least. And it's like oh well then, you know, okay well then the Knicks probably sneak past the Heat if he's there because suddenly you know R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle aren't crowding the floor so terribly because Dame's drawing so much. And then obviously, I mean, the Kings were a really good team. You give him, you give him Dame. Oh my God. I'm incredible. I'm very intrigued by the Kings and what they end up doing in the off season. And like the couple off seasons to come, because for them to have been as good this year as they were, and they, it just seems like they're definitely not a like, title contender but they have at least enough flexibility and like room to grow that they just they need that like one big thing you know they need like they need one of those like plop Kawhi Leonard onto this team kind of things yeah yeah like just plug this guy in and then you're pretty much a contender day one I don't know I don't know what that would be for them yeah, that's the thing. I don't, the, I don't thing really think them, that option is there, like is really they, available. They've, they've got the one year of being really good, 
and having like everybody on that team now has really good playoff experience. So that alone is a benefit going into year two because I think they'll all just have a little bit of better idea of kind of how to pace themselves over the course of a season. And then when you get into the playoffs, kind of just, just how it's going to go, kind of the ebbs and flows of a playoff series. But, yeah, I mean, they they are kind of on the cusp of something, something great there. And you do figure at some point, and <laughs> I don't – it's, we maybe saw the flashes this year, but it's like the Warriors are kind of on the way out. LeBron is kind of on his way out. Who knows about the Grizzlies? Whatever that mess is. So yeah, <laughs> so it's un- unserious until like there. It like it's the Nuggets and them in the in the West. Like I don't know who else is jumping up at you. I mean, if the Suns have a really good off season. The Suns are going to be right there because they're going to be right there. Katie and Booker is just like a fantastic duo, but they have their own stuff to figure out. Chris Paul, they might be getting rid of him or like cutting him and bringing him back at a lower salary. They might keep DeAndre Ayton, but even outside of that, they they need more bench help. So it's it's. I'm not sure what's going on there. Yeah, they're gonna have they're gonna have the a new coach. Type of, so it's uh, like, you know. they'll have the opposite type of off season from teams like the the Kings and the Heat, where it's okay. We have our guys. We just need everything else. <laughs> like we're not a team that has everything but the one big player to plug in. Like they they have it. Just find really good role players, or any role players for that matter. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's it's just one of those things where I, for Sacramento, I don't know who would be out there. Like, who are you? Who's the? You got to like wait for the next disgruntled star to like say something, like ask for a trade, and hope that he doesn't you know request a trade anywhere specific because, I mean, Lord knows they're not going to request one to Sacramento. Oof. Yeah, that's that's the uh, uphill climb for that franchise, but. Yeah, that team, I don't know if it's a it, – it might just be an offseason where they say, let's not screw this up, mm-hmm. and we'll, for the most part, we're just going to run it back and then see if maybe we can kind of push our limits of what we can do. Right. And yeah. then we can see what kind of big changes might need to be made here. But, I mean, certainly a promising kind of first year of, of success for them. I mean, I I don't see why they couldn't come back and – replicate that same season if they stay healthy so i mean definitely De'Aaron, De'Aaron fox legit absolutely yeah um they got harrison barnes is, is a free agent uh he's taken up a lot of money i don't think it puts them under the cap to where they could just outright sign like a big contract i mean they got like Rashawn holmes at 12 million dollars on the salary cap and he he wasn't doing anything for them in the playoffs so Move some stuff around, like a twenty million a year kind of guy in free agency. I don't know who's out there. Fred Van Vliet, he's going to be like the top free agent though. So, you know, <laughs> man, what, what a like. what an like, off season. Yeah, it's like him and Kyrie <laughs> are like it, it's like it's like Harden, Kyrie, and Fred Van Vliet are are off the top of my head the most desirable free agent names. So 
I mean, Harden is probably staying in Philly or going to Houston for some ungodly reason. That's so and ridiculous. Does he just have his house down there still? He just wants to go back. Probably. Yeah. Live out live out his days. <laughs> he just really enjoys those Houston strip clubs, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and just <laughs> no pressure to like win or anything. He's just like, yeah, I don't care. Just live life. Um, yeah, outside of those few fans who see his he see him come back and think, All right, now we got now we got something, <laughs> even though they don't. <laughs> Just people pining for the 2017 or whatever, um, 2016 Houston Rockets. With, yeah, uh, he's he's not he's not coming in and putting up 35 a game. I can tell you that. God, no, 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 no. <laughs> if he does, then he is on HGH. Yeah, Kyrie. Who knows, man? Just who knows? <laughs> There's going to be a lot of teams who just don't want Kyrie. To be quite yeah. honest. They, There's like, a lot of teams that could use him. There's a lot of teams that won't want him, and so it's it's gonna I, that's gonna be like just weird in general. Like the Lakers, the Heat, the Mavericks, some other team. Like what what amount of money does he get? Does anyone want to give him a max contract? So that's probably what he wants. Like at how many years? We don't. This is all all up in the air with him because it. Everything's up in the air with him. Always. I mean, his teams have underachieved. Uh, you know, the big thing with him is he's just missed a lot of time for one reason or another. And, you know, whether it's injury or some personal matters, you know, you can make some arguments to maybe justify some of that. But at the end of the day, it's still he's still missing a lot of time that, you know, most guys just aren't for those reasons and so yeah a lot of uncertainty with him and i i mean somebody's gonna pay him a lot of money but i just don't know who it's someone's gonna just be like all right screw it (laughs) hopefully it works and then move on with their life somebody desperate who's the most desperate team Mm, that's a good question because there's different levels there's different types and different levels of desperation for a lot of these teams like are you desperate to be like relevant at all are you desperate to like make that last push to win a championship like, what kind of desperation do we have when we're when we're talking about this like do, is it yeah. desperation to like make a star player happy um who would be the most desperate team in the league right now I feel like the the Lakers are pretty regularly a desperate franchise. And that's where that's with where LeBron my... on his last legs here of greatness, uh, they they might be desperate to just be like, what what can we throw at this roster to that to win is, something? That was my first thought. I think, um, and looking around at the standings, I yeah, it's probably just like the uh, the LeBron clock makes you makes you desperate every year. And also LeBron just being in your ear like this roster isn't good enough. <laughs> sure, that helps. Yeah, it probably is them, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't think of many other teams as being desperate overall. No, not to that ex- not to the, any sort of like unreasonable extent, like significant yeah. extent at least. We might we might get a, some desperate vibes out of Boston, 
to try to to try to keep their their window open and maybe yeah push themselves but it's they're they're usually they're pretty good about how they do business up there so yeah i don't think the celtics would ever trade for kyrie irving though you know that's true (laughs) why would they They never never ever would. why would they ever do that i mean can you imagine kyrie in boston i mean that would be quite the scene it would never happen i i mean if it did i think he would like it though like he would stay there a while (laughs) and he'd let them know if he's gonna stay yeah he'd be like really upfront about it he'd be like i'm staying and then he would stay for a long time oh man (laughs) ridiculous player that's where this all started right it really was because it was like like, he was like i don't want to play with lebron anymore i want to be my own guy and then he went off and he was his own guy and boy what a guy it is (laughs) yeah we probably should have known from the first part of that when it's like i don't want to play with lebron in his prime or at least kind of on the tail end of his prime yeah uh it's not like you're it's not like you're coming off the bench behind lebron like you're you're on the court with him <laughs> yeah you're, you're the you're, you're, you're the other the other guy you know? and you have plenty of opportunity to put up whatever type of statistics your your heart desires um so we should have known then but it was still like a weird you know we're gonna give him the benefit because lebron can be a bit of a diva and switches the roster up probably a little too much. So it's like, all right, whatever. He's going to a good team. But yeah, once he once he was burning sage and yeah, know, talking about the flat earth and it was really all it was one it was a good year or so where it all just kind of switched on Kyrie. There wasn't much negative opinion out there about Kyrie, but he nope. just decided to completely undo it. Um, and then obviously, you know, COVID just accelerated it times a million. Like and, it uh, accelerated we... many things. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, some things bad. Most will, I'd say mostly bad. Some things good. It accelerated us to a, a, a hybrid workplace for, yeah. for a lot of the world. That was pretty cool. Um, um, that's might be mostly about it. it. <laughs> Yeah, Gas mostly. came down for a little bit. That was cool. Uh, Rick came up so far down, right? Uh, like, bring it back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, Kyrie's just kind of he's killed the reputation. I mean, there's no even if he wins a title, it's likely not going to be with him as the number one guy. And no, no. even if it somehow it is, probably won't be as as the number two guy either. As we and uh, as yeah, we said. Even if it is somehow, like if he were to just lead a team, no one's gonna give him credit anyway. Because no. why would they? Well, let's just say you plugged him into the Heat. I'm not picking the Heat to win the championship. I'm not picking them to win the East, even though they no. did it this year. I would be like, all right, I'll do it again. <laughs> yeah, it's like solidly, you know, very clearly that's a playoff team. Um, they'll probably they'll be a top four seed, I'm sure. But after that, it's like, yeah, first round, and then. From there, who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I don't... Ugh. Can't wait for hours and hours of coverage of that this summer. That's going to be great. I'm already tired. <laughs> I'm just going to watch baseball and fall asleep. That's the that's the best part of this, this part of the year. Is like, there's so much baseball and that's really it. 
and I can just lay down on a Sunday and throw it on and take a nap, you know? Yeah. Pretty low, on a per-game basis, generally a pretty low-stakes sport. Yeah. Um, you know, you have the games you really get into if your team's good. Um, so that's unfortunate that I'm, I'm going to have to deal with that. But, you know, it is what it is. Relaxing time of year. You know, there people are going to be tweeting about golf a little more. You know, people have definitely been tweeting about golf lately, I guess. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> Saudis <laughs> fought the PGA, basically. Um, I mean, I don't know what the... I don't know what you want us to say about that. I mean, that's just. I like... don't. Uh, I don't particularly care about golf enough to get mad at it. It's kind that's, of funny yeah. to me. <laughs> um, but also, I guess a yeah. little sad because now it's just like, uh, there goes golf. <laughs> <laughs> so much for golf, you know. It had a good run, but it did. Yeah, I do wonder what's. Yeah, what's gonna come of of all that? Like. Will these brands just become one? Like, I, I'm that. That's gonna be interesting to see. More of a of literally everything except the golf in that in that story is interesting. I don't oh, care yeah. about the golfers themselves no, or what's happening. About, who could possibly yeah. care about the actual golf? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I feel like golf fans don't even care about golf. I don't know what golf fans care about. Like, what do you talk? Like, what do they talk about during the week? Yeah. I think like, oh uh, I think I think they were talking about how Rory McIlroy and Brooks Kepka, first of all, the most golf names I've ever heard, <laughs> are in like the same group for this a tournament coming up, and that they don't like each other and might like fight each other. Which that that's now you have my attention there. I'm down for that. We if, need more fighting. If Rory McIlroy and Brooks Kepka get into a fist fight. Golf has my attention. Most just like if you added fighting to any sport, I watch it. I yeah, mean, we really need some type of sanctioned fights in golf. Like when when it's tied and they go to a little playoff at the end, just fight, fight it out. Yeah, if you're Last tied after standing. 18 holes, you you get on the you stay on the green of the 18th hole, and you guys go at it. Brazilian jiu-jitsu rules. <laughs> I want to see it. someone get put in a jujikatami and have to tap out. I want to see uh, Ernie Els and Phil Mickelson put, trying to put each other in arm bars. There we go. <laughs> and that, See, golf's a good one because there's lots of old men. And so oh. we get some old man fights. See, all yes. the other sports, it's, it's a bunch of young dudes. And it's a little too athletic. Let's let the old guys duke it out for once. I yeah, mean, those guys, of... those guys grew up when people used to fight, you know? Yeah. I feel like people don't fight much anymore. No. Everyone they, uh... just kind of, everyone just shoots each other. Yeah. No, I don't, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not quite as much for that. I don't, I don't like that as much. Or you just get on like social media and like beef, just like make viral TikTok <laughs> responses. Yeah, this is the oldest we've ever sounded. But yeah, uh, but we are informed on um, on uh, Livy rizzing a baby Gronk. Oh, we 
Oh, we haven't done an episode since that, huh? Oh, yeah. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> Maybe next time. <laughs> That'll be in the next episode. Stay tuned next week to find out if Baby Gronk is the new Riz King. Oh, man. The or Rizzly Libby, Bear. Or... <laughs> the Rizzler. <laughs> I uh, think Livy's just using him for clout. Man. Go right. <laughs> 